Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 111. We report from Gadget Show Live 2015, hands-on with the HP Sprout workstation, a router to end home broadband lag, how a smart meter can save you money, plus a handheld 3D printer and musical fruit. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. The headlines for May 2015, and first up, a new Apple product, a new problem. Issues have been uncovered with a new Apple Watch. It's a problem for people with tattooed wrists. It seems that patterns and ink can block light to the heart rate sensor, causing problems with fitness tracking and detection of a wrist. Can we expect Apple Genius Bars to soon be offering tattoo removal? Next, music streaming service GrooveShark has bitten the dust. They launched back in 2008, but after several long-running copyright lawsuits with various record companies, they finally closed on the 30th of April. The statement on their website says, We made some very serious mistakes. We failed to secure licenses from rights holders for the vast amount of music on the service. That was wrong. We apologise. Staying with music, Analog is alive, well and charting. Over 1.2 million vinyl singles and albums were sold in 2014, and there's now an official UK vinyl top 40. The link, Pop Pickers, is on our show notes. Next, Meerkat or Periscope. If you're not familiar with these two apps, they're both vying to be the next big thing in social media. The services allow for live video streaming over Twitter, which is taking off very quickly. Periscope from Twitter is available on iOS, and Meerkat has just been launched on Android. If any of our Twitter followers are using live video, send us a clip, at FrequencyCast. Next, how are you with grid references, OS maps and a compass? The Royal Institute of Navigation, no, we haven't heard of them either, have expressed concerns that we've all been sedated by software, and we can't tell our longs from our lats. With one in eight people on the planet now owning a sat-nav or smartphone, the RIN says that although technology is great, it must not replace thinking. There's a link on our show notes as to how to read a map. Good luck. On a similar subject, the head of a UK exam board recently stated that it's inevitable that the use of search engines, such as Google, will be allowed in school exams, reflecting how kids do their homework and what we do in working lives. Any thoughts? Let us know. And finally, we saw this story on The Register. A BBC documentary aired in April looked at UK railway stations and inadvertently showed a shot of something it shouldn't. Login details to an IT system stuck on a monitor screen. It's not the first time this has happened and we have a link on today's show notes showing some rather embarrassing TV password gaffes. Take a look. And if you look really closely at your screen now, you might just catch a glimpse of Kelly's Dropbox password. Nope, you missed it, so her secrets are safe. Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequency Cast, now loading. Focus. 
Frequency cast show number 111. What a milestone. Oh, this is exciting. And for a change, we're not in our studio, we're out and about. We're up in Birmingham for Gadget Show Live and we're at the NEC. And uh, we're on the press day, which is a little bit more quiet than the, uh, the normal days where the public get in. We get to, to sneak behind the scenes and see what's going on. Yet again, it's a pretty big and impressive show, isn't it? It is, and there's some really exciting things here this year. I mean, we've been coming for, for so many years now, we're a little bit worried that it, it might not be kind of up to scratch anymore, that there wasn't going to be anything new to see. But actually, we have really surprised ourselves. Now, we've only been here an hour. We just got in as the doors were opening, and uh, we went straight for the musical fruit, which was a bit weird, wasn't it? Well, I feel we accidentally stumbled on Musical Fruit. That was quite something. I really, really enjoyed that. But a lot of 3D printing companies here this year. There certainly was none of that last year. Um, and a lot of really exciting other bits and pieces. I know you've been quite taken by some of the drones that we've passed now. And I am leaving here with a drone today. Is that all right? Well, that's fine as long as you don't start hovering it around in the car on the way back we'll see what we can do but some really good stuff talking of cars we found a very nice car security system that you can control from your smartphone which uh, means you can not have that have I locked the car kind of thing going on which is good yeah and I have that a lot um, there's also been some really exciting things like um, like USB key rings you've got chargers on you at all times um, God, there's so many there's actually so much I'm looking forward to getting back to some of the bikes actually going and seeing some of those and finding out who might win one of the uh, innovation awards so and we have seen some great inventions actually that is the superb thing we get to see inventors uh, about a year or so before they find themselves on Dragon's Den with their product and we've already spoken to three or four inventors who've got some really good products uh, wireless charging has just caught my eye that's a stand just across from us definitely an area for me charging without the need for a keyring charger or carrying a mains plug around so wireless charging I can see being a good thing and uh, some of the big names as well so uh, we'll be uh, catching up with those as we go around won't we yeah really looking forward to it hi I'm Jason Bradbury from uh, the gadget show and you're listening to frequency cast now we've walked over to a stand that basically looks like a salad bar my name's Rory I'm from a company called um, capturing creativity and we're displaying their makey makey chipboards so what we're looking at is go on Kelly give us a description here well there's basically a number of different fruit and vegetables on a table well, let's get this right we've got what seven ban eight bananas here yeah. and some peppers and some peppers connected to a piece of play-doh and a circuit board and you can play them okay Kelly you're gonna have to give us a demo you need to touch that bit of play-doh and do what you did before so what were you doing doing my dream of becoming a DJ but with fruit and veg with bananas so every time you touch a banana go and just give us a give us a banana so you've touched a banana you've obviously created a circuit somewhere how is this working what are we looking at here then well the makey makey is basically a microcontroller and it plugs into the computer so anything you plug into the makey makey using crock clips or wires um, that conducts electricity can act as your computer keyboards so you can actually use it to type, which would be a bit boring, or make music, or use make gamespad controllers, just lots of fun things like that. What is the actual board then? Is this anything I'd recognise circuit-wise? Circuit-wise, very similar to an Arduino, but modified with some extra little tricks in it. Of make... course, that's the magic secret that makes it all work. How many channels can you connect into this? Uh, it's got 18 inputs at once. So you could connect to 18 
things that conduct electricity. Could that be 18 people, for instance? Certainly could, yeah, <laughs> which we've done. It's very good fun. Wonderful. Is this actually something that you're selling or is this an educational tool that you're playing with? Um, no, we sell them. So we're um, retailing them here and you can buy them in the shops. And um, us personally, we use them in our education workshops. So we go out to schools, do projects where we make instruments or DJ with fruit and learn a bit about computer coding, about music and a bit about the technology and also have loads of fun while we're doing it. I've actually got a great how to make it video on the website, which is stop motion animation. It's, it's quite fun. And over there I can see you've got a, a game going on, which is uh, with pencil scribblings. And of course the graphite in a pencil conducts, so you can touch things on a bit of paper and it will also complete the circuit. Yeah, definitely. And that's a great fun thing to do. You can be a bit creative and a bit arty by making uh, circuits using pencil and drawing. You can draw instruments or draw game pads. Awesome. If someone wanted to get hold of one of these, have you got a website we could direct them to? Yeah, so you can go to capturingcreativity.co.uk and we sell them on the website. Now, we found something interesting. We've wandered over to the HP stand here where they're demoing sprouts. Now, sprouts, to you, what does sprout conjure up? Christmas dinners. I have to say, though, I've seen some YouTube clips of this, but this is one of those demos that you actually have to see in the flesh. So what we're looking at, uh, Kelly, just give us a quick visual description of, uh, of what we're looking at here. It's quite difficult to explain. It almost kind of looks a bit like a graphic designer's desk with a, a kind of a, a hood on, on your um, standard kind of PC top. It's got a little mirror and a screen projecting down to a mat. I'm talking to Paul. Hello, Paul. Hi, how are you doing? A question, this mat, is this a special mat or is this just any old matte mat? Yeah, it's a 20-point touch mat. So, yeah, it's a very unique bespoke mat design for the HP Sprout. I thought it probably would be. So the idea here is you've got a projected image area in front of you and you can interact with this. What sort of things can you do with this? Basically you can capture images in 2D and then manipulate them using your hands. So it's a 20 point touch mat as I mentioned, so two of you can work at the same point in time to build an image in a very creative manner. Excellent. Now you say 2D, I've also seen this doing 3D, which is pretty impressive. This is a 3D scanner as well, is that right? Yes it is, so it scans in 3D and then it saves it as an OBJ file, so that's the standard for 3D manipulation, so you can put that in things like AutoCAD or Maya or anything like that. Could you 3D print from it in theory? In theory, yes. You'd have to put it into a program beforehand to make sure you've got all the stands in the correct place, but yes, you can 3D print from it. Wow, okay. Now what we've also seen this doing, as well as scanning in stuff, we've seen it scanning images, 3D objects, documents, all sorts of other things. It also projects and you can interact with it. Yes, so the projector just basically projects an image onto the touch mat and then touch mat monitors how your hands move and allows you to manipulate on the mat. And you've got some great demos here. You've got a guy doing some DJ mixing and he's scrolling his finger over the mat and that's uh, sort of an interactive DJ process, yeah? Yep, so uh, basically giving the whole sort of vinyl scratch effect and adding loops and everything. So instead of having a, another desktop setup or a mouse and keyboard, literally just use your hands and fully immerse yourself in the experience. One of your colleagues over there has been playing the piano fairly badly, but we didn't hear that, did we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so it teaches you how to play the piano as well. So it's a good idea to, all those new to the market, to be able to learn to play the piano. Is this just for graphic designers and, and sort of clever creative people or can anyone use this? Essentially just for anyone. If you're creative then it helps you be more creative. If you're like me and not creative at all, it allows you to create the illusion that you're creative. So you can trace around objects or learn to play the piano as I mentioned or learn how to use DJ making software. It's completely up to you. Awesome. Kelly, what do you think? I absolutely love it. I mean, mainly from my perspective, very much the, the 3D scanner. It's not something that you, well, that I've ever kind of seen happening that 
simply before and it seems to connect really really well with a lot of your standard office sort of things word that sort of stuff as well as the fact that you're no longer having to draw something and be incredible yourself to take something that looks impressive to a meeting business wise I think it makes a lot of sense. What would you say would be your most sort of creative use for something like this what have you uh, you done that's really impressed people here today? Um, so my brother-in-law lives in Presswick and he's just basically knocked down most of his house to rebuild it uh, and we were looking at his kitchen and he wants to spend about £3,500 on tiles so essentially rather than just buying the tiles we've taken a photo of his kitchen then took a photo of the tiles and then put them on and sort of show what it's going to look like based on that so you can have a nice laminate floor in what your floor is going to look like and basically do a whole DIY project without spending a penny. So the HP Sprout is this something that's available in the retail chain now? So yeah, the Sprout by HP is available to buy today. Uh, it's £1,899.99 and you can buy it from Dixon's John Lewis or even from the HP website. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show and you're listening to Frequency Cast. Gadget Show Live 2015. Kelly, we've been looking at all sorts of flying things, haven't we? Helicopters, quadcopters, but this is the original flying device. A paper aeroplane. We all used to make him sheet of A4 in half, in half again little bit of tape on the bottom you must have done that well yeah I don't think I probably got as technical as you did when it came to uh, making my paper aeroplanes but uh, but yeah it was always the do you point the nose down at the front or not all of those dilemmas yeah. paper clip on the front that's the trick but here we have the 21st century paper plane I'm talking to Gilly Cohen we're from uh, powered paper planes we are introducing this to the gadget show 2015, the UK launch. They're currently selling in the US incredibly well. So uh, there's a bit of competition between the UK and the US. Hopefully we get to beat them one day in the future. Basically how they work, it's a carbon fiber body with a Bluetooth chip in the front where the cockpit would usually be. It's got a propeller at the back. You connect it via Bluetooth to your phone and you could fly it in the park. I don't advise doing it in the house. It will fly for about 15 to 20 minutes with a range going up to 55 meters, 180 feet. And the charge itself, if it runs out of battery, only takes three minutes to power up full again. Awesome, and uh, what we've got on the iPhone is a control that adjusts the, uh, uh, the speed of the uh, propeller at the back. Yep. And you tilt the iPhone and it will change the rudder. Yep. So you've got uh, left, right and power. We use the gyrometrics that are in the iPhone already, compass to change the rotation of the rudder so that you could literally direct the plane wherever you want to go. You get some uh, templates, waterproof paper, so that if something does happen to the paper, no worry, just rip out another one and you're ready to go. If someone wants to find these, do you guys have a website we could send people to? Go to poweredpaperplanes.com and you will find all our stock there. I can really see you going home with one of these and winding up your cat. Now you've been looking at all the girly products, I've now found a boy's product, so I'm a happy boy. Of course you are, and all of a sudden your face is lit up on an extreme level, pretty much the same that mine did on the play in the fruit. Well I've got terribly excited because I found an internet router. I, I can't look at you right now, yes. Well this is solving a problem for me, now at home where I am I've got a fibre connection that gives me 25 meg and you know, very very fast connection at home but everything I've got is laggy and I can't get my head around why that is. What I'm looking at here on the wall of this stand are a series of graphs and controls that uh, sort out the lag issue. I'm talking to Luke, where are you from Luke? NetZoomer. Okay, you've got the solution to lag and bandwidth hogging and improving 
home router connections. Tell me what we're looking at. That's absolutely right. So we've designed a router which will revolutionise your internet connection at home. So there's many problems that cause lag. The biggest one is though that you're all using the internet at the same time. So you might have a child who, for example, is downloading on Netflix, or you might yourself want to be uploading YouTube videos or Facebook photos. Now the problem with that is it's like a motorway in your house where you're a big juggernaut that's blocking every lane. So what our router will do is it will trim the, what's congesting your connection. So if you're like a big truck with your Facebook upload, it will trim that down so everything else can get through. But what's also really cool is you can prioritise the devices that really matter to you. So if you've got an important Skype conference call, for example, you can say, my computer at the moment is the most important thing in my home, and it will solve that, solve that problem for you. Now I've had this, I've been watching YouTube, and I've discovered that somebody else in the house has started doing some weird sort of download, and I get a buffering issue. Yeah. In theory, I could make my machine king of the bandwidth and block everyone else out. That's absolutely right. So not only will you be able to prioritise your connection be the king, but our grass will show you who had been hogging it. So that gives you a lot of ammunition to then go and shout at your uh, child or sibling or whoever's blocking your connection. Excellent. I'm looking at a sort of a weird graph here that looks a bit like a target. It's got a green splat in the middle and various rings going out to red. What am I looking at there? So we call that our flower. It looks quite very, it's very, very colourful. It's got every device in your home on it. And within it, you then have percentages that you allocate to the devices that you really like. It makes it very, very simple to use. So if routers can be really, really scary. So we made our router really user friendly. You don't have to worry about entering IP addresses or getting confused about complicated setup. It's all there for you and you just drag and click and then you're done. Wow, I like this. Now, if I've got one of these broadband routers at home already, do I have to replace it with this? No, we tried to keep setup really, really simple. In fact, we made it so simple that our mums were able to do it. That's how easy we Always a good judge is getting the mums to do it. I've got one of those. She's great at that. Yeah, OK. Absolutely. And all you do is you plug it into your existing router or modem. So you can guarantee me no more lag when I'm watching YouTube? No more lag from congestion. That's right. Excellent. If someone wants to find out more about these, how would they find you? Well, we've got a website, which is netdoomer.com. Netduma is spelled N-E-T-D-U-M-A, so netduma.com, go and check us out. We launched in December, we're already in over 35 countries, it's been a whirlwind start and we've been nominated for the British Inventors Project here at the Gadget Show, which is why we're talking now. Gadget Show 2015, we're having a busy day, lots of 3D printers and you're quite keen on 3D printers, aren't you? I am, I'm quite excited by what 3D printers can kind of offer us now and particularly now it's starting to reach a point where it's affordable, so very, very excited. Originally, last time we were here, they were sort of 2,000, they're dropping down to 1,000. We've seen them here for 300 quid, but I think I've seen probably the cheapest 3D printing tool I've seen for a long time. Hello there, your name is? Hi, hello, my name is Alina. And which company are you from? Uh, 3D Reflex. Excellent, and we found the cheapest 3D printer. What are we looking at here? Okay, so we have the new 3D pen. So you can draw and design in 3D practically whatever you want, okay? It's using uh, plastic, it's heating the plastic, you design and it's cooling it immediately. It's quite easy and safe to use, even children can use it. And Kelly, you've had a go, haven't you? You actually made a couple of squiggles and you've actually drawn your first 3D thing. How was it? Uh, it was, do you know what, to begin with you're obviously a little bit nervous about it. It's a little bit like a glue gun, but far easier to control than that so once you kind of get more confident with it it's actually incredibly user-friendly very very simple I would imagine it takes a little bit of practice to look at some of the models that some of the people here have put together but a 3d printer and go on then how much are these in our website and online they go for 110 pounds here for the show special offer 85 85 quid for a 3d printer you can't go wrong can you Kelly no I think that's very good excellent do you have a web address that uh, people yes. could look at these from www 
3dreplex.com. There are a number of different um, gadgets here that obviously are just exciting toys, but every now and then you do pass one that is actually incredibly practical and would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people. Now tell me, where am I? You're on the Omnio Rider stand and I'm Samantha from Innovation Makers. Our product is a, a compact, lightweight, portable stroller that is small enough for you to take on a plane as cabin baggage, but more importantly, you can carry it around with you every day uh, so when your toddler gets tired, you always have a stroller to hand. So you encourage them to be as active as possible, but it's always there as a backup. And the idea is that basically if you leave home with your toddler, you will leave home with Omnio. So you're not faced with that decision or that dilemma, do I take a stroller with me or not? You, you just simply take it with you every time. So all those problems of, I need a bigger boot, I can't fit on a bus, I can't get on a train, that's kind of resolved by this. It certainly is. That was our starting point, was how small it had to fold down to, which was cabin baggage size, which then means it can fit in the back of you know, very small, compact city cars. It's perfect for travelling on the tube, on buses, uh, tackling escalators. You can quickly fold it down, pop it onto your back, pick your child up, go down the escalator and then redeploy it at, at the other end of the escalator. So it's really with travelling active families in mind that that's been the whole inspiration behind the project. You can kind of actually wheel this with just one hand. You can indeed. Uh, we've actually uh, used what we call an omni-wheel, which is like a wheel within a wheel. And, and what that means is, as well as rolling like a traditional wheel, it can also slide sideways on the roller that's always in contact with the ground. And this means it's made Omnio highly manoeuvrable. OK, and if somebody wanted to get hold of this product, where would they go? Well, at the moment, we have a live campaign on Indiegogo, where you can pre-order Omnio Rider for up to 30% off. And then the, we're aiming to have Omnio in the shops uh, in the late autumn. And we've already got all the big retailers, you know, biting a hand off, ready to stock it. And if people wanted to get just a little bit more information, um, do you have a website that we can direct them to? We certainly do. If you go to omnioworld.com, you will find all the information on there. What's up? This is Otis from The Gadget Show, and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK's TV and tech podcast. Enjoy. Gadget Show Live 2015, lots and lots of gadgets, tech, chargers, all sorts of clever stuff. But home security is an area that certainly interests me. And we've seen a nice little product here that is effectively free home security. So I like the idea of that. You've got an old Android phone, an old phone that you're no longer using. For free, you can turn it into a security device. Uh, sir, your name, please. Uh, my name's Ed, and I'm the uh, technical director at Kibi. Excellent. So how do we do this then? I've got an old smartphone at home I'm not using. How can I turn that into a free home security system? Yep, so we've got the, uh, the Kibi Cam, that's Kibi K-I-B-B-I and Cam K-A-M, in the App Store and in Google Play. All you need is an old iPhone or an Android phone or a tablet with a camera. Download the app for free. Enter in an email address that you want to receive your recording clips to. Set it to arm. Prop it up where you want it to record and that's it. The screen will black out so you can't see any residue light going on and when it picks up any motion it'll record a five second clip and email it to you. Awesome, I like that. You've got a slightly more professional product though that's uh, alongside it here. Uh, what is the, uh, the home security product we're looking at? Yeah, so Kibi's got two aspects. The main unit of Kibi is sort of like a hub. It's got a wide angle HD camera that can connect to your smartphone for wherever you are in the world so keep tabs on what's going on. It's got a full range speaker, so what you can do with that is you could set custom audio alerts, so we'll provide some pre-recorded ones, but if someone starts tampering with your door, you could have a dog barking, 
you can record yourself saying, hey, who's there? Whatever you fancy. Uh, it's got a microphone in, so you could record your own as well as the ones we've got. It's got a battery backup. It's also got a USB port for a mobile data stick, so you can keep working, even if there's a power cut or someone cuts your power. Temperature sensor as well, I saw. So uh, the house is getting too warm, presumably it can let you know. Yeah, so we've also got a, a little sensor for your doors and your windows, so you can prop it around, and it does three main functions. Monitors for vibrations, so if someone starts tampering, it'll let you know. It's got uh, an infrared open-close state monitoring, so if you leave a window or door open, leave the house, it'll let you know. But like you say, it's also got temperature monitoring as well, so rather than just having a temperature monitoring of your nest or your hive in one room, actually you can gauge better how warm or cold your entire house is. Excellent. You also said these sensors can be used on the fridge, so it'll let you know if you left the fridge door open. Yeah, with the proximity function, you could set a, uh, a timer, so you could say three minutes is the maximum time for a freezer to be open, Prompt it on, forget to shut it, after three minutes, your phone will let you know. Fair enough. Now, someone breaks in and they see this very uh, snazzy little security camera looking at them. What's to stop them just nicking the camera with all the data on it? So we provide a, uh, a gigabyte of free cloud storage, so there's no monthly ongoing cost with this. It's just a one-off and then you, that's all you need to do. As soon as any uh, alert is triggered, it'll start recording, uploading it to the cloud. It will let your phone know as well at the same time so you can log in and actually see what's going on. And if the worst case was all your stuff was taken, including your Kibi security unit, all those uh, video clips are safely secured for you to access later. Superb. Just remind us of the uh, web address where we can find some more information. Yep, so you can go to kibi.io, that's K-I-B-B-I.io. Excellent. And where do I buy one of your free apps? You don't need to buy them, they're free. App Store for iOS phones and uh, Google Play Store for Android devices. So that's it, that's our day at Gadget Show Live up here at the NEC in Birmingham. It's always a good fun time. It's our one big show a year that we really enjoy going around. And we've seen lots of stuff, haven't we, Kelly? And uh, uh, it's probably uh, time we hit the road now. I think so. It's been a long day, a great day, but an incredibly long day. And you'll find all sorts of pictures of us doing very silly things up on our website. And, of course, Kelly, the web address is... www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequency Interaction. Interaction time and we're still here at Gadget Show Live in Birmingham. Time to have a look at your questions. At the time of recording, we haven't actually got that many, so we may have to supplement a few. But uh, Kelly, let's uh, read the ones we've got so far. Well, Pete, we've had one in from Grain Kearney who says, At work, I connected to a colleague's Olympus VN8500 PC to burn an audio clip, but accidentally deleted other files, not realising I was deleting them from the digital recorder. I'm in a total panic as these files are very important. Is there any way to recover them? Well, the good news is recovering files from voice recorders like this particular model from Olympus is normally quite straightforward. Assuming the recorder in question actually acts as a drive when you plug it into your PC, there's a number of software packages out there that will recover accidentally deleted files, as they would from an SD card or from a USB stick. My personal favourite is called Recover, R-E-C-U-V-A, which I've used to recover deleted photos from memory cards, cameras in the past. Have a look at the link on our show notes, and that might just get you out of trouble. So, what other ones have we got, Pete? Well, we're back to the studio to answer these questions as they came in a little bit after our trip to Gadget Show Live in Birmingham. The next one is from Scott Simpson. He says, I understand that Top Gear is looking for new presenters. Can I recommend Kelly and Pete? Well, that's not a bad idea, but I guess we'd have to behave ourselves. 
We also heard from David. He said, with regards to the BBC internet radio changes that we mentioned in show 110, I have two internet radios, the Logic IR100 and the Roberts Stream 202. Both of them don't work with the new AAC codec that the BBC is using. I understand the only internet radios that work are from Pure. Do you know of any others that work with the new AAC codec? Well, David, we've had a look around online and it seems there are still quite a few people not able to enjoy BBC Radio using internet radio devices. Now, I own both a Pure Evoke and a Logitech Squeezebox and both of those seem to work okay for me with BBC Radio, but not everyone's as lucky. So let's mobilise some of our listeners. If you're listening to us and you've got an internet radio, try using a BBC Radio stream and drop us an email with your radio's make and model and we'll see if we can collate a list. And finally for this show, Darren Nay got in touch. He's about to get a smart energy meter installed by his supplier. He says, I've heard of them but don't know much about how they work or how they can save you money. Well, Darren, we looked at these way back in show 76. Here's a short extract from our interview with British Gas. Yes, so this is our new smart meter uh, and smart energy monitor that comes along with that. So this device really will help customers understand their energy use for the first time in pounds and pence as they use it. So um, it's a real step forward in helping customers see what their energy differently as they use it uh, and to help them you know, make decisions, change their behaviour and save some money. Having gas as well as electricity for the first time with a smart meter uh, is a real step forward. So it gives you the full picture uh, and explains in pounds and pence, as I say, how customers are using their electricity when they use it as well. So it captures uh, a, a meter read every 30 minutes. So it gives a, a whole new uh, level of understanding for customers. And you can then use that information to help them understand how they use energy, how they can do things a bit differently, and uh, change their behavior and save some real money. And there's a longer version of that up on our website. The link is on the show notes. Well, thank you very much for sending in your comments and your questions. Please keep them coming in. There's a number of different ways you can get in touch with us, as Kelly told us from Gadget Show Live. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. The number is 0208 133 4567. Or you can send us a text message on 07882 043 521. Or of course you can send us an email via the Contact Us button on our site. So from here at Gadget Show Live in Birmingham, bye-bye for now. Oh, bye-bye. It's time to go. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback. So please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.